Hello, hello, hello. I'm Michelle. And I'm Veronica. Welcome to our podcast, I Don't Know, to be honest, a safe space for people who do not be knowing. So, oh my good. Bruv, this this has been a week and a half. I'm like, a week and a half. I am in like a lot of pain, like a lot of contractual periodish pain. And I CBA. I actually CBA. Being a woman is actually long. Having period is long. Having it really is. is It's long. It's like every single month because basically my cycle is moving mad as of mm. late. Every I swear I have two periods a month. What? I'm surprised I'm not. I'm not anemic. I'm hemorrhaging <laughs> two times a month at the beginning and at the end. And I have to ask, who did I offend? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> as in, who is out there? Who wrote my name? Who who has a uh, what a voodoo doll of me and is stabbing my uterine my uterine area? <laughs> Uh, if you're banging it against me, I'm really sorry. <laughs> twice, twice a month, like, oh, there she goes, there she goes, there she goes. There she goes. <laughs> Let me just twist the pin again. I'm like, look, I've watched way too many, way too many um, the um, occultish type of movies. <laughs> you mean Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> you know what on Nollywood as well not gonna lie there's this movie that still haunts me till today um when I was in Nigeria I watched this movie it was called Evil Cult oh and it has it, do you know the song let me tell you guys if you know this no. yeah just oh, like let, let me know if you know this the, the 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 theme tune of when evil was actually approaching was this <clears throat> yeah bele bele yeah Mm, bele, bele, yeah. That's how you know that the spirits are there. <laughs> I'm yelling. I'm yelling. No, 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 no. Can I tell you? No. So this is what you're saying. Is it is a paradigm to your life at the moment? <laughs> Someone banging George from Shropshire. <laughs> well, I need to actually figure out if Shropshire is a real place. Sorry to all the people from Shropshire. <laughs> no, it's just, it, it, it kind of depicts how far away it is, though, and how, how rural the area is. <laughs> oh, my days. But yeah, oh, periods long. Long, long, long. That reminds me, actually, the worst, actually, the worst Nollywood film I watched was um, a film called Billionaire's Boys, Billionaire Boys Club, BBC. Mm, oh know. my god no 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 my grandma freaked me the hell out right so i was a very i was an easily terrified child um mm. and so i remember um she i wanted to watch i would always watch nollywood films at my cousin's house because they had they had all the like the recent vcs's vhs's vhs's and um so i went to her i went to their house we're watching nollywood's uh, we're, you know, having the time of our lives. And then my grandma was like, no, she wants to put on this film. It was like, Billionaire's Boy Club just came out, early 2000s, you know the vibes. So anyway, I started watching this film. The, sh- the native doctor came and the native doctor's like, okay, so if you want to, and by the way, they struggled to have kids. I'm not too sure if I'm remembering this properly. If you know the, the plot line to uh, Billionaire's Boy Club, let me know. So they struggled to have children and they finally had a kid. And then um, the guy was like, okay, so like in order to be a billionaire, you have to sacrifice your baby. 
And then he stripped the baby out of the mom's hand. And then they began to mash this baby inside, uh, you know, like what you were. Like a pounded yam. Yeah, inside pounded yam. That that thing, they were mashing that baby. Obviously, it wasn't real. But my seven-year-old mind didn't see a doll. They they saw a human being. (laughs) You're pounding the baby. (laughs) I was screaming. I was crying. Because another thing about me is that even at such a young age, I'm like, I really had affinity to kids. Like, I just Mm. really loved taking care of things that were younger than me. Um, and I was like screaming, I was crying. My grandma was like, No, you have to sit down and watch it. Anyway, watch the end of the film. I was watching it through my hands. I was so terrified. And she was like, And then anyway, the film ended. She was like, This is nothing like your Halle Potter, Halle Potter. This is real. Ha- I was like, Why would you do that? Like, why are you terrifying me? I'm too young to be. I, oh my God, that night, the prayer I prayed, the prayer I prayed, <laughs> I was like, there are people in this world that are harming kids, there are people in this world that are harming little babies, like, people that people want their babies, there are people that are mashing babies for the sake of being a billionaire, I was like, money is not worth it, God, please, oh my word, oh my days. that was an experience. Now, judge, judge actually, like, the thought, I don't even know how we got into this concept of judge, like, it really, it actually makes me very uneasy. Mm-hmm. like you know and the thing is if you believe if you have a faith right you then you have you believe in spirit like spirituality and and you know something presence of beings beyond humanity mm-hmm. so that makes me then think judge is real because if you really believe then it's like judge must be there must be this they might be good and they might be evil Bruv, I Anyways, I'm I'm not even trying to. I, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. If you have faith and you believe in something that's super superhuman or uh, above humanity, then you must believe that there are negative forces as well. So judge must be real. And honestly speaking, I can't reconcile that. And so that's why there comes to the point where my brain just says, "Pause." I'm yelling. I'm, I'm not thinking any further than this point. This, nah. this is the point I choose to stay in. Mate, and I think it's like, the thing about like spirituality, especially in the African spirituality, is like, I have to remember that all forms of spirituality can also be used for good and for evil in the same way that Christianity, Abrahamic religions, mm-hmm. like Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism, like, um, uh, I don't know why I said Jewish. In my head, it said Jewish. Oh, Judaism. Judaism. <laughs> but I'm like, that is not a word, brain. Jewishish is not a word. You <laughs> said so Jewishish. It's okay. It's no, the time we're recording. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Like, like in my head, I was like Jewish. I was like, sorry, that's not a word. Um, yes, that's not the word. So yeah. So, but like Judaism, they all can be used in the same way. Spirituality can always be used for good and for evil. And I think it's important mm-hmm. to take to pay that same respect to like African spirituality as well. So whether like I think and then also it's like, yo, like this is also good and evil. And I'm and I'm not saying that this is what you meant, but I just think this is an, a good important point to make as in like treat we need to treat African spirituality and this is like all forms of African spirituality with the same respect that we treat like all religion. So it's like you treat someone's religion with respect to someone's belief, yeah? But it's like, okay, you know that, that in, in all religion, people, people be banging for the wrong reason. They be banging and saying, I'm doing this in the name of this, but you're not doing it in the name of anything. Like, and mm. so I just think, yeah, I, that's how I see it. I feel as if like, 
decolonialize, you know me. <laughs> decolonialize. Decolonialize the way I view spirituality and decolonialize the way I view like what makes African spirituality so bad, like genuinely what actually makes it so bad, like what actually makes it so bad, nothing. You just, you you man just said it was bad. And so fair enough. If that you don't want to believe it, fair enough. But like also like you can say that this thing is bad what were you doing with that thing it's also a matter so let's be moving and let's be shaking respect people like this is the the bottom line yeah definitely absolutely respect people's beliefs and respect Mm -hmm. as long as their belief is not actually here harming you in your troth troth wow Mm -hmm. i really had a slip up wow taking it back to the early 2000s michelle said it's true like, like, I put the tell. H in the wrong space. Last <laughs> goody. She said last goody girl. I'm sick of you. I meant throat. Okay. <laughs> I really left the H at the end of the at the end of the sentence. The end of the, the but that's letter. That's how you say it. Wow. Anyway, um, moving on. I thought <laughs> I thought we could speak about uh, like you know what's going on this week. So. Obviously, Kanye has had um, a very public episode, should we say, at the moment, um, like a very public mental health episode. And I guess being mm-hmm. a celebrity, every single episode or every single thing that goes on your life is kind of public anyway. Um, but I thought maybe we could talk about that because I know you do have some experience working within like the mental health side of um, like the health service in this in this in this country and then maybe we mm-hmm. could just you know be speaking be speaking so yeah um yeah so i wasn't again i think i was in a conversation with one of our friends where when i found out that kanye is actually bipolar like he mm-hmm. suffers from bipolar disorder mm-hmm. i didn't know this before and mm-hmm. um, it kind of makes sense um, mm. Because in bipolar disorder, which I think used to be called bipolar depression, mm. um, there are there are phases. They go through sort of phases like the up the up times where they're manic, and then they're sort of like um, they can they can be um, they can be manic, or they can be like someone who suffers from bipolar disorder can be even manic when they're elated and they're very, like kind of hyper. They're they're functioning above their normal sort of baseline. Mm. um so they could be really erratic and um make sort of you know i guess unwise decisions like they're not really thinking as logically you know they really make all these plans for the future like it makes sense that he's decided in in his current manic episode that he is going to run for president i don't know if his but he's always said that um, his yeah, he, yeah, I don't know if that has fed into his sort of, he's just quite, he's all, I don't know if he's always said it again. I don't really know, follow Kanye like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but could this be a manic episode? Could that, could his decision to do this right now at this point in his life? And um, could these all be linked to his current manic episode? Or um, is, is, is this actually where he is right now? Clearly, he's currently going, going for a manic episode. His wife has actually confirmed it. Um, but uh, yeah, I was thinking, like, so for me, I was looking at his, um, like, what's been going on. So for anyone that doesn't know, um, he had, Kanye had a rally, I think, um, last week, Sunday, or last weekend anyway, sometime last week, um, where he mm-hmm. spoke about um, his manifesto to run for the president 
uh, the presidency of the um, run for presidency in the United States. I'm not too sure um, the ins and outs of the U US judicial system, but what I do know is that Kanye is a bit too late in the game. So even mm -hmm. if he wanted to run for president of the US now, um, it would mean because it's kind of like a two party system, it would mean that like you're kind of just voting for the other Republican candidate that is on the ballot, which is Donald Trump. So people were kind mm -hmm. of like a bit contentious about that anyway. But anyway, he went to the sister um, he went to the, <clears throat> some people went to the um, the uh, the rally. And he, he was having quite an impassioned speech where he was speaking about abortion, abortion rights. He was speaking about his marriage to Kim. Then after that, he went on a bit of a um, Twitter tirade uh, where he spoke about him wanting to, um, uh, like at the, at the time, he wanted to get rid of what, would, what the child that would then be known to be North. So he spoke about that in his Twitter tirade. He spoke about, um, obviously, oh my God, he, he again alluded to the fact that, you know, Harriet Tubman didn't actually free, free the slaves. Ugh. She got them um, to be working for other people. Isn't that what he said? Yeah, like, ugh, sometimes Kanye in these, I think, I think there's an important conversation to be had about how Someone can have mental illness, yes. Somebody can have a mental illness, somebody can have a mental episode. And people can also be anti-black and people can also be misogynistic at the same time. Th those two things can happen. And it's really dangerous for us to say, oh my gosh, like he's having a mental episode. Let's not critique the words that are coming out of his mouth. Oh, and absolutely not, no. Yeah, no. We're, we're, which, which is not what we do in this space. No, because inhibitions can be, so yes, his inhibitions are currently lowered. Your inhibitions are the things that stop you from doing the things that you shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. um, or because you've actually taken a decision to calculate it in your mind whether or not it's, it's right to do this or whether it would be acceptable to do this. Mm -hmm. um, your desire to do it, your intention, your, your thinking in that, in that way um, might be very natural to you. Having that sort of a thought process or belief system might be natural to you. Your inhibitions will stop you from expressing ignorance sometimes. Mm. Your inhibition will stop you from being abusive or being misogynistic or oppressing other people, even if you have a desire, even if you have the natural inclination to in your heart. So I think if Kanye is expressing misogynistic um, views, if Kanye is chatting whatever crap he's chatting, I wouldn't say it's like there's a zero percent chance that that has come from him having a manic episode, you know? Um, because at the end of the day, like mania is basically like it's like this sort of feeling of like you're feeling a bit high, you're a bit overactive, you're you know impulsive, and as as I said earlier, so his impulse. The things going through his mind, his the way he thinks, might still be there, is still there. It's just, it's probably more likely he's not going to censor himself um, when he's in his actions as a result of being in a manic episode, if that makes sense. Like, I might not cross through, I might be looking at, I might not... I don't even know. I might have the desire to like do something really silly. I don't know. I can't think of anything silly. Yeah, but obviously but I might have a desire yeah. to do it, but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it because it wouldn't make sense to do it. Or I wouldn't do it because now nah, I might get caught or nah, I just don't, the repercussions. I wouldn't think, you know, but in the manic episode, I'm, I'm more likely to not think about the consequences. I'm less likely to think about the consequences of my actions 
if that makes sense. I'll still do it, but I won't think about yeah, the action. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing yeah. it, not thinking about the, yeah. So, yeah. so actually Kanye, I don't, I'm not going to blame. I think the point I'm trying to make is I, I personally, I'm not going to blame his, the things he has said and his, his, um, car, his, his opinions, his opinions about, you know, what Harriet Tubman did or did not do, um, on his mental illness. I'm, I, I think that's definitely, like, it's most like, it's more likely. That's why I'm saying more likely, less likely, because I don't know for certain, but it's more likely that this, these views are his, it's just his inhibitions are lowered at the moment. Yeah. And so just think, letting loose. I agree. I think this raises a really important point about like exactly, um, like when we speak about actually deconstructing your thoughts, this is exactly what we mean. Like, when I speak about, okay, we need to deconstruct our thoughts. We need to think to ourselves, why the hell am I thinking this way in the first place? This is exactly what I mean when I, when, like, I say that. Because often, yes, like mania, the, exactly what you said, Michelle, the manic episode that he's in now has probably lowered his inhibition. So he's able to say these things anyway. But like, it comes to a point where we have to ask ourselves, why do we even think like this? So why are you thinking like this in the first place? And I think there is important work to be done. I was, um, I was re- reading a Maya Angelou quote where she said that people often don't grow up. They, they, people don't grow up, they grow old. So it's like you expect this, you wow, don't want yeah. to grow. You don't, you don't actually want to grow in life because people often behave in the same way, like you're acting through your stubborn child, which is how I interpreted the, the quote that she that like I saw a few days ago. Sorry, I can't. I didn't screenshot it, so I can't remember exactly what it's exactly what it said. But it was something along the lines. How I interpreted it to mean is that something along the lines of people are acting through their wounded child. So if you've never gone back to your child and had to reparent yourself, if you've never gone back to your feelings and ever had to like think to yourself, is this right? Is this wrong? You're just growing old. So it's like mm-hmm. people that grow old. By the way, they definitely like they pay bills. They um, have mortgages. They have kids, they have families, they have jobs. They probably do really, really well at their jobs. Just because you grow, like, also growing up, I've realized that this is one thing I've realized about life, which is kind of quite, it, sometimes, it, I, before I used to think that it was a really good thing, but now I'm really thinking of it, it's actually a really, really chilling thing. You not growing, as in, so you not being the exact person you want to be. So you not ever deconstructing your thoughts. You're not ever reparenting yourself. You're not ever going back to your traumas. You're not ever like reassessing your triggers. You're not ever working on every, anything wrong that's happened to you and trying to re-go through those experiences. More often than not, if you're a really determined, motivated, you know, go-getter type person, that stuff won't stop you from having all the accolades in the material world. So if you're naturally like, so I would say I'm naturally quite motivated. I'm actually naturally quite hardworking. I'm naturally quite driven. I'm naturally quite go-getter, right? I'm naturally like that. It doesn't, I could literally like, of course it will like slow me down if I never unpack my past. But if I've never done that, it won't stop me from being exactly who I need to be because I will always be that person. Does that make sense? If that's exactly how you can get people that are 
you know, at the top of their game, yet their actual like mental health is in absolute tatters. Because some, I'm not speaking about Kanye here, but I'm just speaking in general. Like we all know somebody, like maybe it might be at your job or maybe it might be um, like somebody in the public eye that like they look and it's like, oh my God, you've got everything like going well, but then your actual life is like in the, 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 the traumas, you still have triggers, you've not gone back to stuff, you're just working. Because you can grow old, that doesn't mean you're growing up. Growing up is personal. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're growing up. Like, growing up is personal and it's something that you have to want for yourself. You have to realize, like, for me anyway, I've had to realize that I am not, like, I'm not the only person in life. I know that sounds so weird, but like, I've always, I've like, a lot of my lessons come from the fact that I'm not the only person that is living life. So like sometimes as a child, you want to really be super selfish. So you just want to be like, I want to do this for me. I want to do this for me. Or people have always told me that like, I need to care about this and do this and da 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 da. But I want to just do this Mm -hmm. for me. And that is really important. But like a lot of me growing up has realized, is me realizing that I'm not the only person that's directly impacted by the decisions I make in my life. I'm not the only person. And then, if I think, if I want to grow old, I can kind of just take that decision on board and be like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to perform care as and when I get to certain stages and as and when I do certain things. But if I want to grow up, I need to think to myself, how am I actually like, when did this thought process start for? What, what version of me do I have to go back into the future, look at, pre, sit with and be like, okay, honey. I'm sorry, that was so bad. Let's reparent you from here being like, what, a 20-something-year-old female now and like being like reparenting something that's, what, five, six, seven years old? You have Mm -hmm. to do that stuff. And then obviously therapy really, really helps with this shit. Shout out to my therapist. Love her. Love her. Um, But um, (laughs) therapy really helps with that stuff. But this is why I strongly, like, I (laughs) I can't advocate for therapy more than thinking to people that, like, if you are motivated, like I've seen it so many, I think it's like when I stepped into the workplace and I just started looking at people at work, not at my personal job, but like in jobs differently. I was like, you know, people, people's, people's demons, some people, some people are not, you know how people say I have inner demons. There's someone, some people you have inner person, you are the demon. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are, have, about inner demons, the, the demons, you, you the demon come, is like, you. you're just a shell. You are you're the, the shell, <laughs> about inner demons. <laughs> The demon is the demon is the stuffing that makes you. As the if you're demon, just you are the skin above the demon. You are the um, skin above the demon. <laughs> that's, that's you. That's you, baby. And then sometimes I'm looking at it and like there are periods of me like, oh my gosh, this is a good conversation. Maybe we could talk about mental health. Because there are periods of times in my life where like my demon is doing my life. Like my demon, my trauma is doing my life. And then I am the shell that is inside. And then it's like the shell is trying to like be like, yo, baby, give me the Give me the reins. I am still in here. <laughs> I'm not even like, no. it's me. And those times, I'm, I'm like, I'm naturally like, okay, I am, I'm an intelligent person. I know how to make things work. I'm also quite hardworking when I put my head down. Mm-hmm. I've still got, I've still got done what I needed to get done. Okay. Like I'm never one of these people that ticks off every item on their to-do list. Right. That's not me naturally. But that's not to say that like my usual rate of my to-do list is at least 70% of my to-do list was ticked off. At that period of time where my demon was, you know, where I was, <laughs> where my demon was doing me, where it was like my outer demon and the inner me, still 70% of the to-do list was checked off. So what's the truth? Checked off. 
I feel like just circling back to what you said earlier, I mean, what you said, wow, said to me, and what you said earlier about um, reparenting. Mm. So it's, I think, and sadly, I've actually watched a world where I'm like, there are lots of people who do and don't have introspection. Like they lack the ability to look within themselves at behaviors thought processes ideologies that um that are highly problematic like Mm. you know times in your life or maybe acting doing something and then thinking oh should i have done that should i have said that why do i think this way Mm. and then sitting down and like either quietly reflecting on why they do what they do Mm. um what experience in their life has caused them to think this way and mm. how is that translating into their current behaviors it's like that's the one thing because i don't unfortunately for me i mm. i don't i don't do therapy and not because i don't i i absolutely advocate for it mm. but i just haven't gotten a chance and maybe i've just not been motivated enough or not bothered enough let me be honest with myself i've not been bothered enough to like get myself a therapist just because mm. i'm trying to you know um and i think it's a part of me is just because i'm doing team bravado like i'd be out here picking through i'm i'm doing it i'm thinking i can do it myself Mm. um and i am actually naturally quite introspective anyway like i'm always second i'm like always second checking my work basically in my brain like Mm. i do something and there's something else in my head that just thinks okay yes validate that's great yes you've done the right thing or nah 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 you are you have you've um you fumbled the bag with that behavior. You fumbled the bag with that attitude. You fumbled the bag with that, that thing that you said. Um, mm. And you need to go back. You need to take that back. You need to, first of all, why have you, why have you said that? Did you mean what you said? And mm. um, do, do, you need to, you need, do you need to go back and, and take that back and say, you know what, I was wrong for saying that because actually that's not how I think. Or you know what, right? I said that because that's how I think and how I think is flawed. You know, it's like, I'm able to do that and thankfully I have the ability but I've recognized that not a lot of people actually do have that like people really be roaming through these streets yeah Mm -hmm. just doing as they do and because that's me you know the amount of times Mm -hmm. I've heard people go that's just me no mate no one is just that's just not anybody like Mm -hmm. misbehavior and problematicness I know that's not a word is not actually a personality trait Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're not pre-programmed to behave like this you mm. can change your behavior. So that's what mm. they say about going, growing and maturing or get, getting older. Yes, of course. Yeah, you, you don't have a choice in whether or not you get older or not. Mm. Every day of your life, you get older. That's a natural course of life, yeah? Mm. But you could actually mature. So just because you're growing older doesn't mean you're maturing. And that's yeah. a fact. Exactly. That's exactly how you see some people that are super old in life. Like I'm saying that like everybody has met someone that's super yeah. old yet has no sense. Honestly, you're looking, you're oh. looking at the person and you're like, how are you old and not wise? And then you forget to yourself, that is actually super easy. That is more easy. It's, it's than super, you're just existing. Because it's so you, easy to just it's do. It's so easy. It's so easy because you're putting like, you're thinking, okay, but when I have a house, that means I'll have to do da, da, da. Some people can be super fine with money. They can be like the best savers in the world. They could da, 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 da. Like, I feel as if also, like, to also add to your point about introspection, I think that this is why I think therapy is so needed, because I think therapy goes beyond introspection. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not always about, like, because, again, I am somebody 
that's also naturally quite introspective like why did you do this this is a good thing you've done this mm-hmm. it's a bad thing does it align to your decisions like I'm a really like I'm a really deep thinker about what I do but still and I still want to put it out there for any listener that's still considering therapy I would strongly advocate for it even if you are this person I have people mm-hmm. in my life that are like so introspective beyond all bounds yet going to like them being in therapy has literally like it has changed the core of who you are because ultimately you only know what you know and so even if you're introspective right there's still a measure of what you're using to define your introspection by and it's the measure of like your life experiences because that's all you can go by all you can go by is um what you think of life and like what has happened to you because of what you think. And then most likely, yes, your life life experiences, everyone's life experiences are personal and everyone's life experiences shape them. But I often think about how, um, how therapy changes the ballpark, especially when you get a therapist and boy, I, I have been to a therapist that wasn't necessarily I don't think she was necessarily the therapist for me um and I think that's partially because my my the previous therapist I have had didn't always didn't look like me so having a therapist that is one like that looks like you understands the nuances of your identity really really like tries and like my therapist has like brought me out of my shell in spaces that I didn't ever think that would ever be that way like my therapist has made me more spiritually like when I tell you spiritually aware. So like, I have a question though. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like, and I think this is my fear with regarding to, like with regards to therapy, like, do you feel like having therapy and or being therapized? I don't know if that's the word, but I've been therapized. therapized. It's a very Nigerian way. It's a very Nigerian way of saying, I'm going to the hospital. <laughs> therapized. <laughs> but like having therapy therapy, going to therapy do you feel like going to therapy has has um made you more aware of these you call it so-called inner demons right um because it's like how i see it is that it's like i'm not entirely sure and one of my reservations about going to therapy is that there's certain memories and thoughts that I've really repressed and because I've decided that it's best for my mental health for me to just not address them. Mm. Um, but, you know, because I have a fear of like literally going met- like metaphorically stripping naked in front of somebody who I don't, I mean, I don't care the fact that I don't know them. It's even best that I don't know them personally like that, mm-hmm. but it's the nakedness of it all. And just, unle- you know, bearing my heart and soul and trauma um to this person and this person making me really like as we kids say deep it Mm. I don't think I'm ready to be deep in it because not gonna lie I'd be drowning in that well yeah I get that and I think that's a very valid point I would say that like to that which is something I've told you before (laughs) is like um I think it's more so it's not about being naked in front of people it's the fear of vulnerability so it's, yeah. it, it's not necessarily about like the act. Well, for me, that's what it sounds like is it's not the fact that like, well, you could tell me if I'm wrong, actually. It's not the fact that like I am naked and all my truths are here. It's like, I am naked in front of you. I am vulnerable because I'm fine with being vulnerable in front of myself, but being vulnerable in front mm-hmm. of you and then you're seeing all of that and you're telling me this and this is this. So I think like a good therapist knows how to approach some things with care and everyone in therapy is different. So like 
with me, I feel as if, yes, therapy does make you naked. It is, that is what it's kind of meant to make you do. It's meant to make you super vulnerable in front of like, in front of somebody. But it's like, with, for me, it's more so not seeing the fear in that. It's building up a trusting, well, firstly, I think what, imp- what an important thing about therapy is like building trust. So you don't get mm. to a point of where automatically you're just like, in a place where you just like say shit right it's like also I also understand that my therapist is a very very big human being and I don't know how to best describe that is like she's got she's got a personality like she's got a personality she's got a persona she's got she's she's like you can see her character like I know who my like put it this way if I put if you put my me into a room and then you told me pick out the tea that your therapist like just on the basis of who that woman is, I can pick out a tea. So she's not one of these therapists. And I like that because I'm also a very big person as well. I have like a yeah. very big character. So it's like... Your finding- personality is huge. This girl, just segue. <laughs> just, just segue. I'm going to remind you that... Mm. You know, I'm going to remind you where you are so you don't lose your train of thought. But I just want to say... That if I heard Veronica before seeing her for the first time, I would think maybe she was like no six stop because foot, these people need to think I am five feet. Foot, nah, 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 she's, she's, nah. She's six nah. foot thickums, babe. Yeah, where she speaks and the room is shaking. Like Veronica is, she's you know she's carrying big activist energy, and I love that about her. But then you just look at her and a mere five foot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's taller than five foot. But... No, I, I, I know, but I must look five foot because like, she carries really, so much. Bro, like only recently, like literally, I've just like just literally before mission this conversation started, I was telling Michelle that I've literally gained some stretch marks on my thighs, and this is all new to me because obviously, the, the, ever since like I passed the age of twenty five, that weight gain that's been coming, like guys. Mm. my mom told me about it she was just like the way that you're eating 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 thinking that weight won't catch you weight is gonna catch you and that weight is coming for me quick and that's not a bad thing but it's just like the way my body is changing so much but I can I can definitely I've heard that a lot like your 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 what is that voice I've got I've got what did my dad used to say he used to say like I have I have the voice of a giant like I have, I have the voice you, of a giant in the body of an animal. With power. Yeah. Legit. I love and that. And I, I, I've always said this. I've said to her, I'm like, this girl actually has, she sounds bigger than she is. That, yeah. that is it. That is it. And I, I just look at her, I'm like, small girl like you. Just in my, my head sometimes, I just, when I catch, when you, if you catch Ronka in the prime of speech, yeah, <laughs> it goes into monologue mm. about something she's passionate about. And I'm like, I have to remind myself, I'm like, mm. <laughs> but I love it it's very admirable but yeah sorry to interrupt it's just what you said big big <laughs> I'm yelling huge personality yeah so you're saying your therapist has a huge personality yeah she has like she has like a huge personality and I really like that and it really helped me like form a trusting relationship with her and obviously of mm. course you're meant to have a trusting relationship with your therapist but there's some people like you know like they're just people in life that might just trigger you one way that's like mm. and then sometimes you will know that this is something you need to be calm and work through other times it's just like fam this is yeah I could work through this with other people but I don't want to work through this with my therapist so I think mm. that's what really helped me with like form a really trusting relationship with my therapist the fact that like just sometimes uh, my therapist will like, or sometimes we'll be on the phone and we'll just be chatting like about, oh my gosh, have you seen what's happening now on the news? Or, and it's not even in a weird way, we're just like cussing. 
like you could just and so to me <laughs> that like that that's really good for me because I can I can have a relationship and so I think that with that I'm less I know but the, that relationship is also really important because it teaches me a lot about love and care in vulnerability and it then shapes the voice that I use for myself so with the therapist I've had previously I don't think I had a trusting relationship with her I think that was something maybe we could have worked towards or maybe like our personalities didn't match mesh because I think that's also true like therapists are human beings like this is a human being you're telling your life to I personally believe you need to have a personal relationship or like something personal about that person that makes you feel like oh you can say something to them so like my previous therapist, I didn't have that relationship with her. So if I would bear some truths, my life would automatically come crashing down afterwards after I bear those truths to her. But then with this therapist, I can, I can bear the same truths with the same gravitas, but they'll be held in love. And the way that she like speaks about that situation and then the way that she would then cause me to speak about it, it doesn't mean that the thing doesn't feel bad. But you know, like when something is bad, but it's still held in love, Bruv, I love holding those things now. Now I am not, I no longer fear. I no longer fear the fear of vulnerability because it shows me I can be vulnerable with people and I can bear those things because I've I've been shown like imagine imagine stripping to the like the barest bits of your soul to somebody and someone's like, yeah, this is bad, but like love. And you're like, raw, like oh my god then like the voice you use for yourself i'm like okay you you've been you've been harping on this voice has been harping on for as long as i've been alive as long as i've been here speaking this same voice in that same way has been harping on but like this person has told me this person has seen it like you you've told me that the worst thing that could ever happen is if i told somebody and i've told this person and this person's like yeah okay (laughs) she's like okay like okay yeah it just kind and of takes like, the okay, power cool. of the hold. It takes the power yeah, of the hold. It takes the thing. power and the hold that that thing mm. has over you. Um, and it just, it literally, just, it takes it out of the situation. And it's like, okay, you mm-hmm. know. And also, I think that I, I do recognize the difference in you since you started actually um, going to therapy, mm. you know, because sometimes I'd be saying some self deprecating things, and Veronica would be like, no, you need to, you can't, you can't, you find a way to put a positive spin like on a negative thing oh. and say, and like say stuff like use, like, I, you know, I notice these things. That's how I know, like, me and this girl are like close because I notice changes. Like, I notice that she's something about the way she speaks has changed. And I'm like, I didn't actually realize that maybe it's just, these things are coming from your, your um, learnings about yourself and how to speak to yourself and mm. um in from therapy like you'd say stuff like yeah like the words compassion and and oh there's a word you used to use a lot my god i've forgotten that word but it'll come to me in a minute and it's like yeah don't say these that you don't have to be self-deprecating in the way you say this you know and she'll be like yeah she very much align you know like align and assure mm. it's like align with you and say yeah, yeah yeah this is the situation without like undermining the situation this is the situation but you don't have to you know don't think that this is happening because of the worst part of you is taking power like you, it's just it's just it's nice it's refreshing and that's that's mm. something that i could definitely benefit from therapy actually because i love it i'm very hard on myself yeah no i love as, it as I, an individual I people think that i'm like the sort of things that happen in my head like even when i make a mistake when i make a common mistake right i don't i won't say it out loud like people don't hear me being hard on myself but my brain 
it's like the person that I'm, I, I'm yearning to be is like this perfect human being. So when the person that I am comes into contact with the person I'm meant to be, they come with that the person I'm meant to be, that person I'm meant to be is flogging me in my head saying, flog, flog. how dare you do this? How dare you? How can she slap? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that <laughs> it's like that person is coming and telling like the other day I broke a plate right I didn't break plates I'm like that sort of person I don't I rarely fall down I rarely like I'm not a, like, I rarely I'm not and are like complete opposites like <laughs> I'm, I'm so put together in terms of like I would I calculate like I don't like I don't I rarely stub my toe I rarely b- break stuff I rarely fall down and mm-hmm. so when I do I always think that what did I do wrong instead of me to think accidents happen it's mm-hmm. okay you are human I'm so my inner voice is just so hard on myself like I'm like that person I'm meant to be as I was saying the person I'm meant to be is so hard on the person that I actually am mm-hmm. that it's like anytime I stray away from perfection. Mm. I, I'm always like sometimes even as bad as me replaying the moment that I fell short mm. and doing it differently in my head mm. isn't that crazy think about it like I actually replayed the moment that I did the thing that I did that fell short of the person I am I'm supposed to be but I think like like, imagine a world where I did it differently yeah I don't I don't know I think I think in some in some respects there's a way there's a way to no there's a way to do there's a way to go through those thought processes that is loving as well so it's also mm-hmm. like, yes, you know, sometimes like if you, if you do do, if you do do, <laughs> if you do something bad, you do something not bad. Whole 26. Do... <laughs> she said do do and she giggled. Oh my God. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> um, no, but like if you, if you do do something, <laughs> if you do something bad, um, if you do something not bad, but if you do something that like, you might not necessarily like doing. Of course, you're going to be like, okay, so next time I'm not going to hold the glass in this way because I know if I hold the glass in this way, maybe it's more likely to fall because that bit of the glass is weak. So there is definitely a way to have those thoughts, but I also do think there's a way to also not obsess whilst having those thoughts, which is, um, oh my gosh, Instagram is such a good tool. There are like so many different like websites and like Instagram people to kind of follow that like maybe they could actually provide gateways into saying okay no you shouldn't like you can approach a thought process in a different way if anybody is looking for another really cool podcast to listen to and she like this is a black woman and she kind of speaks about um uh she kind of walks you through I get I take her episodes as like um it's not like guided meditation it's like a walkthrough of like the preliminary conversations you might have with a therapist I wouldn't say it's therapy. So walk through a conversation and it's scary because she just picks episodes or topics. So she might have, this Mm -hmm. topic is about breakups. This episode is about, this episode is about um, self-deprecating thoughts. This episode is about, you know, um, feeling lonely. But the way that she walks through the, through the um, episodes it is so scary how bang on she is about the way that, you know, people condition themselves to, through thoughts. And often I'm always like, oh my gosh, her name is Dr. Thema. Um, oh my gosh, guys, I'm so bad on the infographics. I'm, so, I'm sorry, people. I am, I am like three weeks behind. 
they are coming. And if they are three weeks behind, please just, just interact. Just interact on our Instagram. Just interact. It's okay. If you need a refresher, listen to the episode again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. On. It's going to be like, like, Rhea, like, y'all thought we were done? Um, y'all thought we were done? We said right. last time on. Like, <laughs> three weeks ago on. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, her name is Dr. Thema. And her podcast is called The Homegoing Podcast. Um, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, I'm pretty sure it's on SoundCloud. But um, yeah, it's called The Homegoing Podcast. Um, and so please do check it out. But the way that she walks through those episodes, sometimes I'm always like to myself, because I was listening to her, basically she got, she, I know that she got, um, she had an influx of listeners recently because of the Black Lives Matter movement. But I've been listening to her for a while. And before I used to think, to her, I used to think to myself like, I don't know why I mentioned that. Just that sounded snotty. Sorry, everybody. I'm not like, oh my god, I was here before the hype. I'm so sorry, guys. If that actually sounded like, like that. <laughs> what did you sound? I was here before the hype. You sound like a douche. I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> no, but on a real, uh, Doctor Thema. Um, I kind of, I've always like listened to her podcast and always think to myself, oh my gosh, this is like wildly personal, and it feels like you're inside my head. But then I have to remember, yo, this woman has an American accent and people that write into the podcast are literally American. Um, so it makes me think, you know, there's actually a way that we all have negative, that, like we all have negative thoughts about ourselves. And if you're a therapist and you've been doing it for a certain amount of time, you kind of know the, the journey in which people's thought processes take. And so mm-hmm. to you, because no, one's, no one actually is out there in the world shouting their innermost thoughts on a pedestal nobody is like that so to you you're like these my innermost thoughts are so personal to me and obviously the situation that they might happen in us is super personal the way the the way that the thoughts might come about are also super personal the narrative you might also use is kind of super personal to you but the gist is kind of the same and the way that um, dr Thema breaks things down as she's speaking i'm like yo this this stuff like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself that like, I'm the only one that's carrying this load on my head, like, because I'm the only body that, I'm the only person that can be weighed down by these many thoughts. And sometimes coming out of myself to realize again, that like there are other people living life in the exact same way, often with my, the same intersections that I have, the way that you view life is also very, very similar. Um, so I, I, I think about that and I think about, I know it's, it's not meant to make me feel happy, but it kind of makes me feel a little free that like, I always feel like I'm the only one carrying like such a big load upon my head top, but knowing that like other people are also carrying a load because the load also makes me feel very isolated, but knowing that other people carry the load also makes me free. So I think that like, hearing that Dr. Thema, this is another reason why I advocate for therapy because therapy doesn't, therapy doesn't leave you feeling isolated. Therapy kind of makes you feel like there is a collective. There is another person that kind of feels the same way that you do about this thing. There is mm-hmm. like, there is like, there's a way this person has heard some, such a similar thing before. This isn't new to them. Like it's new to you, but it's not new to them. And so, um, so in a sense that they make that your, you know how they say sometimes in our heads we make a mountain out of a molehill. I yes. think the sayings actually don't make a mountain out of a molehill. But our problems to us from our perspective seem like this huge mountain. Mm. But because this person has seen, that this, this person you're speaking to has seen and heard and also gotten other people who've been in the same or even 
I guess, subjectively worse situations mm. go through it and mm. get past it. Mm. She might be looking at a set of mountains, a set of, she might be looking, she might be looking at it like, okay, it's, it's bigger to you. This mountain is huge to you, but it's actually, once we're able to talk through it, we can actually make this thing a bit, I don't know how, she, I guess it's making you aware that, okay, cool. This is not, it's actually not the end of the world for you because one, I've, she's probably, or he's probably, whoever your therapist might be, has helped you through, has helped other people through the same situation, Mm -hmm. the same similar situations. So they can advise you or they can guide you. So what they, I don't know if they do much advising, but more guidance. Yeah, they do. They do lots of advice sometimes. If you want to, yeah, advice. Oh, advice, yeah. Advise, guide you through it in such a way. And, And also, you know, by doing that, making that huge mountain seem much smaller than it is yeah because at that point yeah because that's all you're seeing right there is clouding all your other views of everything else that's going, that's going on around you and also clouding your view of the potential solution exactly <laughs> or breakthrough so yeah and and that's true you know how that that's why they say you really i ideally try and avoid echo chambers and echo chambers could, e- could either be you, your mates your people around you it could literally be you in your head like you're yeah. in your own echo chamber and that because that's the only sound you're hearing mm. and it's echoing off the, the how many walls of your of your brain so it seems like you know that's the end or be all that's it mm. that's it now come on carry exactly. my life i'm done out here yeah but actually it's important to sharing that burden my mom says this right? my mom says mm. a problem shared is a problem half solved mm. and i think that as much as some people it seems like such a wishy-washy statement to make right mm. but the reason why they say this is because you never know what this other person might bring in terms of in the way of helping you solve this or helping you like guiding you through it Mm. so legit by sharing that problem you might actually you may get your solution yeah so it could even be a fully solved problem it could go from half half solved in the sense that some now it's where it was one person trying to figure a way out or through this problem there are now two people trying to figure it out yeah so technically you've halved your problem exactly it's basic (laughs) quick maths yeah exactly so I think like and also like having for me I think it's also the the benefit of having like a professional oh this this is a this there this episode is (laughs) advocating for therapy um (laughs) but like also I know that saying saying like going to therapy go to therapy go to therapy it's also very it's quite elitist like I'm in a position where I'm able to afford um, mm. uh, afford getting a therapist I've I've had a therapist do the NHS before and they weren't that spectacular so um, mm. I'm in a position where I'm able to afford and like you know bat around therapists that like might might be good or might not be good for me so yeah that is quite an elitist position to be in and that might not be in a position that might not be a position that everybody is in so I just want to put out there some um, therapy options especially for marginalized populations so black um, Asian um, Arab other minority ethnic people um, within the UK that you could potentially use so um, obviously I don't know if everybody's heard of this but the black Asian therapy net the Black and Asian Therapy Network or BATN. So that's B-A-A-T-N.org. If you type in BATN into Google, it should it should just come up B-A-A-T-N. Um, that's a therapy network that has been set up for a while now. And it's kind of like a therapy directory service. It's actually where I find my therapist. So um, you can go on the website okay. um, and then just like look up some look up some therapists and then you know, you know find one in your area if that matters to you. Obviously COVID, so I don't know if that will matter that much at this moment 
in time, find one with a specific price point that you might like ETC. And um, there's also a service called Frontline Therapists or Frontline Medics. I think it's Frontline Medics or Frontline Therapists. They're based in the UK and they offer discounted therapy for black, I think black and I think it might be other people of color, but I know definitely for black people. Mm-hmm. So they offer, um, they offer a, uh, they offer um, a therapy service at a discounted rate in case you want to go and see a therapist at a discounted rate. And even if like you're unable to afford it, there's all, there's obviously the black, um, the black therapy funds UK. I think that's what they're called. I hope I'm not misquoting. Let me go on Instagram and see if that's what they're called or Black Mind Matters UK. Um, and what they've tried to do, bear, bear with me guys, let me just see. Um, what they've tried to do, yes, it's Black Mind Matters UK. So Black Mind Matters offers, um, they offer resources and therapy for black people living within the UK. And so how they do this is they've funded um, 12 week courses of therapy so far and so um, 12 week courses of therapy for 750 black people living in the UK if you're a black person and you'd like to gain access to that therapy service I would strongly recommend um, maybe reaching out to them um, even if you like especially if you're like a black guy like we do have a few um, male listeners that listen to this so if you're a black guy or black non-binary person I know they're looking I know they're saying like black men haven't really been signing up in the levels at to the levels and to the extent that black um, non-black femmes and black females and black women rather have been um so please do reach out if like money is kind of like a bit of a sticky one at the moment and you need to gain access to that I would also say the um black lgbtqia therapy fund i'm not too sure if it's been fully set up yet but that was set up by another podcaster her name is rose um and they um are working to fund black therapy therapy for black lgbtqia plus people living within the uk so there are loads of funds and there's loads of access to stuff um and these are just a few options this could be like the infographic for this for this week inshallah even though it'll probably come like a bit later, but you know, whenever this information hits, <clears throat> it's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, and of course, like that, as well as everything that Veronica said, is, is there are also, if you're actually at critical points as well, mm-hmm. um, at a critical point, like we always have to signpost to like, you know, crisis hotlines and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the only one I know of is Samaritans, actually, Samaritans. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but they, yeah, I literally, I don't even know what the number is, but yeah, if you're at a critical, critical point as well. And also another, not necessarily, I don't know if I advocate for this entirely, mm. but some people might think like people like me, especially that think that the, um, the concept of go, just the having to go through looking up the most beneficial service for you, tailoring it to you and finding, you know, trying one therapist and saying, realizing it doesn't work for me and trying another, like. Um, it's important to first of all, before you go through that process, you don't actually have to wait until you're placed within a, you know, with a therapist before you start to sort of like share your problems or talk, talk about what you're going through in your head. Like if you have a close, if you have a friend who is actually like, just, just to speak, don't, I don't feel like, don't feel like it's a, it's burdening 
to mm. speak about certain things like if you have a safe space within your friendship your friendship groups for you or a friend within your friendship groups or just a friend mm. a mate a family member uh, uh, uh you know anyone that you feel like you can trust with that information and mm. um, just it's really important to not be don't stifle your emotions don't stifle your thoughts especially when they're the ones that are actually like breaking you down mm. and mentally Mm. speak speak about it because even again that said friend or said person said trustee Mm. may also be able to guide you to um a therapist as well so even if you don't know and you find it daunting like legit if i had if i just if i get to a point where like you know what i'm gonna really need to do this therapy thing and if i find that the idea of because like maybe i, I believe that i don't have time or i believe that i just it just seems long you know it's like oh i can't believe it i can't believe it it's just it's just long like i'll just be out here like veronica hey mm. where do you start like you know where did you start with this and and like please just recommend because sometimes word of mouth is it's just much quicker for yeah. all of, for us us mandem that don't sit down to have the time to google we should really be doing our googles really but sometimes life just feels like oh my god i don't even have time to breathe so mm. having that conversation with someone might be even quicker mm, i agree and you, I, feel, I agree i feel like sometimes if if you're lucky to have someone in your life that you can sit down and be like fam can we put in an hour and that can we can we just run through some therapist options like you've been through it before what do I need to look for and also like mm. a question that I've had people ask me is what like what questions did you ask your therapist because usually you get like a free most therapists you get like a free 30 minute session if this is someone that you're paying for and you might not have access to a fund you get like a free mm-hmm. 30 minute session with them and then some people always have like key questions that they ask that therapist just to make sure that both your personality or both your personas align because again therapists are human beings and not all therapists are even if they are black some of them might hold like some homophobic transphobic um thought processes some of them maybe it's like remember they're people they're people like it's like i'm not saying that's a good thing brother i'm not saying that's (laughs) a good thing for us it's not but they're people they have biases exactly yeah they have have biases they have they know but they are people so we have to remember that that they are as imperfect as they can be as imperfect as as we are they can be as flawed yeah they're not they're not above we can't hold them we 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 shouldn't really hold them to a higher standards um we should as therapists i feel like in order to get those qualifications there's 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 some things that you really shouldn't be in it yeah there's certain things that you shouldn't like i genuinely like it's in the same way that like for example i don't believe that anybody that's an educator should also be a racist or a classist i don't believe that anybody that um I don't believe that they, that people should be like in a position where you're educating people and then also you're also holding those views. But that, that's not mm-hmm. to say that people that are educators don't also hold those views. Both things happen. So, um, yeah, both things happen. Yeah. So I think thank you guys for listening to another sexy episode. Um, and I hope if you are on the fence about going to therapy, you you maybe consider it a bit more um but i also do hope that maybe you were given some additional tools thought points talk points about um uh like mental health in general and i hope also you're managing your mental health well um if underneath the um promo episode for this week um we'll have a question or we'll also have a question because i know some people people don't want to be out here speaking about their mental health we'll have a little mental health check-in on instagram this week um, and we'd love to hear about you, how you guys are coping with lockdown. I know lockdown um, measures are being lifted, but 
obviously the virus is still out here roaming and swiping lives in these streets um so I just wonder how you all are doing yeah and actually oh, something of worth because I know that this is one of this was actually a massive concern for me when when we went into lockdown I was just thinking mm. like I really like I'm concerned about people who struggle with mental health disorders yeah. and mm. people who struggle with isolation you know because it's like life kind of stopped mm. it literally felt like life stopped as in like for some people, yes, life was fairly normal, you know, slightly different in terms of what you're exposed to because everything else was kind of like dead quiet. Mm. You know, I remember how haunting it was. It was like if you've watched horror movies when when they're in the the, the evacuated states and there's nobody in the streets, that's what it was haunting to, to drive like quite early on when it was locked down as in that, you know, only one exercise a day one walk a day um and you know people who didn't have the gym like okay actually yeah i was actually thinking another practical thing for mental health one thing that has said i i don't i kid you know i think this may have slightly contributed to like this is a life-saving um mental health um protecting activity is exercise Mm -hmm. i know that not everyone is about that life i i you know and it's not everyone's cup of tea but exercise could range from you know going out for a 10 minute walk to running 10k Mm. um i was when the gyms were shut and i was like what am i going to do and how am i going to blow off steam and how am i just gonna because you know get those endorphins pumping through my body um I don't be having no six. So I thought, (laughs) (laughs) I thought, let me start running. So I started running and honestly, it's been amazing because I feel good as well as, you know, the body looking a little bit more ripped, but like, I I feel good. I felt like I was able to take in nature, like see the outside world move around me, Mm. you know, exercising, eating fairly clean um mm. also junking you know junking out when you need to junk out when you want to junk out like don't deprive yourself of these yourself of these little things that actually make you feel good but of mm. course like everything moderation in it mm. yeah, so exercising was great focusing on finding a new hobby i love music so singing i you know i bought myself a ring light and mike thinking that i would actually do some covers that ain't happened yet but pending in it Mm-hmm. um but yeah so so i hope that um this yes as ronka said i hope that this has been a useful um episode for you guys and yeah. it's like it's for everybody guys mental health is not people think mental health is like oh that's for them or people oh, i don't this doesn't apply to me every as long as you have a brain and a mind and you're a human being meant you have a mental health whether your health is good or your health is poor it's like physical health you might have a mental health disorder or you may have peaks and troughs in your mental health so you might you know those times when you're low and those times when you're high on life and, and feeling good like it's actually okay to have both mm-hmm. um and when you i just recognize the changes in there and if there's something you need to do to try and improve your mental health mm-hmm. please please we we say like try and do those things um it's easier said than done but you know the conversation does need to be had um so yeah guys amen i think so yeah amen. i think so too like i also just when i we were having this episode like i came across this infographic and it was talking that it was talking about happiness hacks i don't really like that term happiness hacks because i don't think 
happiness hacks or chemicals but uh, we know that like um, endorphins are released through exercise and endorphins really help kill pain i will also mm -hmm. put this up let me let me favorite it i will also put it up in this week's um, infographic um so like it can give you guys something that you can do on a more tangible mm -hmm. basis like maybe whilst you're waiting for therapy inshallah i am promoting that maybe when you're listening to dr famous podcast inshallah i'm also promoting that as well and then mm -hmm. also um when you're when you're you are um when you are like just living your life um on a daily basis what you can do that can really help like i do think getting up moving your body really helps like sometimes some people love to exercise in the forms of runs i love to just like get up and dance randomly i you know like physical activity really really does help so yeah yes 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 thanks, guys all right guys well thanks for listening to this episode and um please Yes, follow us on Instagram at I don't know to be honest pod. Um, <laughs> remember our hashtag and then giving the job the thumbs up. She's like, I, I don't know, know to be I honest like, pod. I, I, so I'm nervous. unsure. I'm like, what is it? I don't know to be honest pod. Um, and on our pay on our Instagram page, we have our link tree as well, so you can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, and you can also listen to us on SoundCloud. Yeah, um, and please share please follow please listen and enjoy um grab your tea and enjoy it okay. grab your tea and enjoy okay guys see you next week oh do remember if you're listening to us on apple please 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 do rate us and um write a comment under our podcast this really really helps us be um shown to more other people so that really does help us so if you enjoyed this episode please do rate us and comment okay see you in a bit see you in a bit bye, bye.